Hi, I'm Brandon. I'm the father of two beautiful girls. And recently I looked around my house and saw that it was full of rainbows and unicorns and mermaids. That's when I realized that this is my daughter's world and I'm just living in it. What's up, Girl Dads? Hope everything is going well for you. Uh, Hope you're feeling good. I uh, am sharing a little bit more on the the beauty subject. This is something that I, I, not last episode, the episode before, I talked about the cheerleaders thing. And I'm just on this little bit of a kick and uh, I want to stick with it. And I have another scenario to where like I'm kind of contemplating these things about beauty and, you know, our daughters and and their bodies and all of these things that you know people are uh, trying to tell them what's right and what's not right and so i am i'm i'm not i'm not a dance dad but i have a daughter who dances right so she likes it but she's not like all in on it right so we're not you know sporting the dance nation shirts or anything like that it's um you know, she just likes doing it. And so every year there's a big recital at the end of the year. She's been practicing. They, we spend an outrageous amount of money for an outfit that they wear one time. And then it becomes my younger daughter's dress up outfit, but it's, and it's long. It's like an hour and a half long recital. And I get to watch uh, you know, I'm there for my daughter's one dance. The other, you know, hour and 25 minutes is usually spent with me staring at my shoelaces and I you know I'm weird and I know there's a lot of people who are going to be like oh that's a you problem and I'm like "Eh, let's let's dig into this first but but really it's spent staring at my shoelaces one because uh the outfits that they have these kids in are not appropriate you know like it's dancing with the stars level uh, type of outfits not all of them you know like the little kids are in the the like one piece tutus and things like that but it, you know these recitals are mixed mixed classes so all like all their classes together and so a lot of these outfits are way beyond what i think kids should be in frankly and then secondly a lot of the dances are using dance moves that again I don't think are appropriate for 10 or 12 year olds, for example. And so part of it, if you think about dancing, dancing culturally has always been about sex. It really is. It's like a precursor. It's a find a mate type of a thing. Like dancing is very closely correlated. Now we have made it an artistic expression as well, right? So there is a secondary part. So, you know, things like tap dance you know you're not going to be like oh that's a very sexual dance no there's an artistic aspect as well so there's there's really two two pieces there an artistic aspect and then the sexual aspect and a lot the the unfortunate side to most of this is that the teachers who are all in their young early 20s probably all favor you know, the more sexualized dance routines. And so they're going to do things like dance moves that they think are normal, you know, or, or, you know, vanilla to them. But when you apply that to an eight or 10 year old, you're like, 
uh, should an eight or 10 year old really be doing that? You know, like it doesn't, that's not appropriate for them. Like maybe at 25, when you're a consenting adult and fully aware of all of your consequences and the meaning of all of these things. But when you're an eight year old, you, you're not right. So I, I've, I've been thinking about it for a long time and I still think about it and it still drives me crazy. And so for my, for my daughter, the choice that we made is we keep her in the artistic dances. So more on uh, ballet or jazz tap, you know, things like that. Like she's not going into hip hop. She's not going to go into uh, some of these other ones that like even some of the jazz stuff that like it. You're, you never know with jazz dance. Jazz can go either way. But I, I've, I've been thinking about it. And, and really, I think my thought is that society and culture, they want our girls to grow up faster than they're supposed to. Right? So they're eight years old. They want them to be 18. You know, they're 12 year olds, 12 years old. They want them to be 22. And if you don't, another example, right, to kind of reinforce my point that I believe that they're wanting this, like, think of music, okay, where is there any music for a 10-year-old, right, because they're not dealing, you know, they're not doing, you know, kids bop music anymore, right, because that's, you know, you're five or six years old, or, or, you know, like, silly songs, or Disney songs, like, they're grown out of Disney songs, that's a better example, Disney music, Uh, but they're not ready for Katy Perry songs. You know, if you listen to Katy Perry songs and listen to the content and the things that they're singing, that she's singing about, you you would reconsider. Like, do you want to indoctrinate your 12-year-old with a song about menage a trois and a summer of, you know, unrestricted relations? That's probably not something for a 12-year-old to listen to because they don't understand the consequences. They don't process that information. They just think that it's a cool song that everybody likes. And and it's frankly, it's marketed to them as well. So it's pushed to them as that kind of like pop music goes way down in the in the age. Right. So like basically after Disney music, there's not much out there except for pop music. And pop music has taken a drastic turn towards the sexual. And that's because it, it applies all the way up too, right? Pop music goes up to your 20s and 30s. Uh, I guess it probably goes beyond that. But once you hit 30, I'm noticing that all the music I listened to when I was a kid is now considered oldies and not pop music anymore. So that's why I kind of set that range there, <laughs> range there. But that's, that's my thought there is that there, there's this gap for our girls where they're not ready for the adult content. They need to be kids a little bit longer, but there's not really anything for them. There's not anything really produced for them at that level. Like where do they get their music? Where do they go to dance without becoming sexualized? And I haven't found the answer to that. So uh, frankly, dads, if you, if you have any ideas out there, please let me know. Right now, it's just we're kind of doing what everybody else is doing. And I just kind of filter check and make sure that we're on on par and not doing anything crazy, right? Um, but if you have a better better method, please uh, reach out on Instagram, hit me up, let me know. I would uh, I would really like to hear your opinion. So, what do we do? Like we can't 
we can't leave our kids sheltered, right? We don't want them to be locked away and be the homeschool kids that go to college and then are 10 times more wild because they were locked up for their first 15 to 18 years. You know, we don't want that. Uh, But at the same time, we don't want to expose them to unnecessary content, right? We don't need them to deal with um, adult content until they are adults, really. You know, it's the same thing with, think about, um, you know, more of the harsher subjects. Like, would you have your kids uh, deal with murder cases? No. Why? Because they're not ready for that yet. And... Man, I'm really, I'm really torn on where, where do we draw that line? And so my oldest is eight. We're we're not fully there yet. So my oldest still likes Disney music. Like we're we're not there yet. So the her dance class is really the thing that crosses over. And then she's in public school too. So she's getting introduced to a lot of music and a lot of influences from other people. And so she's going to, you know, her her horizons are broadening. Right, which is a good thing. She she needs to experience this stuff, and so, how do we as dads help our kids grow at the appropriate rate? Right, because ultimately our job is to raise fully functioning adults, not grown up children. Okay, so again, we can't shelter them, but we can't push them out either. Like we need them. If we if we shelter them, they'll be grown up children. If we push them out too forward, they're going to be they're going to go with a lot of baggage and they're not going to be fully functioning adults because they dealt with crap too early, too young, and they couldn't handle it. And it will break not break them necessarily, but give them a lot of baggage. And so I really think the so the the approach that I've taken has been um, slow and steady, you know, or or maybe not. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. Trust but verify. There we go. That's what I'm going to say. I was going to say cautious. I was trying to find all these words, but trust, trust but verify, right? So I'm going to trust my daughter to handle herself in the situations that she's capable of. I'm not going to put her in situations. So I'm, I'm going to check. Let's give it three stages. Check, trust, verify, right? So I'm going to check to make sure that I'm not putting her in something that she's not quite able to handle yet, right? Like I'm not going to have her go um, deal with strippers, right? Like that's not a thing that she's ready to handle yet. She's not going to understand all of the complexities that come with somebody making that kind of a life choice. And then I'm also, you know, but, but I'm not going to, to keep her from it, right? If something comes up, I'm not going to hide her from it and be like, Oh no, 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 don't talk about that. Oh no, 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 don't deal with that. I'm not going to do that. Um, I'm going to handle things as they come up, but I'm going to check to make sure I'm not pushing her into anything and then trust her to be able to handle the things that do come to her, right? And give her what she needs at that time, right? Again, we've had a sex conversation already with my oldest, but to the degree that she needed, right? She doesn't need everything yet. Like she needs to know that her body's important. It's valuable. It's hers. It's not for somebody else. Um, you know, that the physical functioning on how babies are made, because that's really what the question was, right? We don't need to, and then, you know, that it's made for marriage, right? We don't need to go into all of the nitty gritty details of how it works and why people, you know, that's going to come. That conversation will come. She doesn't need it at eight. So 
we're going to trust her to be able to handle the things that come to her, you know, and we're going to lay the, the, the burden on her appropriately, not overburden her, but a, an appropriate burden. Um, and then I guess that's probably the verify stage is kind of check and make sure that what we gave her wasn't too much. It's not bothering her. Um, verify that it's not impacting her negatively because one of the things that I found is that when we overburden our kids, it doesn't show up right away. They'll just process it. They'll be like, oh, yeah, okay, okay. But then it'll show up like a day or two later. They're going to be down or something's going to be weird. It's gonna be, they're going to be processing it for so long because they don't know what to do with it if, if it's not right. And so, again, just checking in on them, making sure that everything's good, and verify, right? So check to make sure that we're not putting them out in circumstances that, that they're not ready for. Um, trust them to handle the situations that arise, but not overburden them, right? Trust them to handle the, the appropriate burden, and then verify that what we've given them isn't wasn't too much so that we can change our approach in the future, right? So that we're not overburdening our kids. And then that way they can they can remain kids and they can grow appropriately. They're not they're not pushed forward into adulthood, um, and have to carry baggage for the rest of their life. And they're not sheltered so that they grow up to be grown up children, right? So it's up to us to kind of again check, trust, and verify for our kids, and then we will have fully functioning, freaking awesome girls. Thank you for listening, folks. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share this with all those girl dads you know. I just want to give one last quick shout out to Inkledoo. Thank you for making this podcast possible. Uh, I encourage all of you to please go get some of their delicious coffee or join into one of their meaningful conversations. You can find Inkledoo Podcast everywhere that podcasts are streamed.